Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. It's the Black Health 365 podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside. After all, looking good, feeling good, and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice. Here at the Black Health 365 podcast, we will address the healthcare disparities within the Black community with trusted voices and information to empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body, and soul. What's the Nas fam? My name is Britt Daniels, your fit life coach, yogi, and serial entrepreneur, and your co-host of Black Health 365. As y'all know, this is a podcast created to educate our community on Black health from multiple different perspectives, and it's our mission to be champions of change, to provide y'all with personalized health care, information, and resources so that you're empowered throughout the year. And of course, I'm joined by my beautiful and intelligent co-host, Jackie Page. I ain't even going to go down my list. Of, I'm just not going to do it because it just doesn't feel right following up behind you saying all that type of stuff. Like serial entrepreneur, yogi, yada, 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 blah, blah. I just don't feel right. So I'm just going to leave it at Jackie Page. How you doing today, Britt? Hey, I'm trying to just maintain a moving piece, Jackie. Uh, it's nothing but love. <laughs> I'm glad to be back to have another fruitful conversation. We have a very knowledgeable guest, a guest who has um, a, a very interesting experience. Um, and so, yeah, before we get into that, though, y'all know we got to start it off with the Dharma talk, you know, these little affirmations to set the tone for the conversation. And that's pretty much what the Dharma talk is about today. Uh, communication um, and communication is, is, is the best tool for knowledge itself and to optimize the relationships in life. And I know that sounds simple, but you know, simplicity is the greatest form of sophistication. If you don't understand and have a language to talk to yourself, how can you address the issues that are going on in your life? How can you address the relationships that you want to have in your life, right? And all levels, at all levels. And so that requires learning the language of some, for me, uh, vulnerability. When I was struggling with substance abuse, when I was struggling with drinking and, and, and drugs, I had to discover how to even talk to myself versus just isolating and just, you know, going into my own head, right? So it's a lot of courage that goes into communication. It sounds simple, but it's, it's, it's much more that goes into it, right? And so, yeah, that's what today's Dumber Talk is about. And I think it kind of leads into a larger conversation about what we're going to talk about today. And if, if you're going to give a little uh sneak peek into that jackie what's happening yeah it really does um so we're going to talk about especially with it being the end of the year um national drunk and drug driving prevention um this is the time of year a lot of people are celebrating but with that celebration comes alcohol comes drug use um and one of the things that we see a lot of this time of year is um, people losing their lives because of it. And one of the things, one of the missions that we have here um, 
on the Black Health 365 podcast is to save lives, um, to change lives. So, you know, it wouldn't be right for us not to have this conversation. We have to have this conversation because, again, um, you know, this is something that happens year after year after year. And it's time to have a conversation about it. Absolutely. And, you know, before we introduce our guest, 365, if I could just be transparent with y'all, a lot of you have probably heard me talk about my 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 struggles with substance abuse in my past. This time of year, particularly, um, it, you know, brings a lot of memories. I've been sober about four years now. But, yeah, I used to, you know, coming up on holidays with so much pressure, um, so much expectations of being happy and joy. Uh, that it weighed down on me heavy and it was probably my most isolated time of the year and I, I would drink myself to sleep wake up drink again you know all types of things right and so this is a little bit of a triggering time of year also I'm proud to say how far I've come but um, yeah so this is going to be a sensitive topic 365ers so I, I hope you get something from it um, I hope whatever conversation if you know someone that's struggling with this this can give you some tools of communication to speak to them. Um, this is definitely something that's affecting our community, the black community, very, you know, very much more so than other communities as well. So yeah, I hope we speak some light to this. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, Britt, we were, we were able to hear your story and how you have been able to overcome. And, you know, I want to introduce James. He is an overcomer as well. Um, he has a story and I think it's very important for us to hear his story and and allow him to talk and, and share this space with us. Um, during this this time of national drunk and drug driving prevention. So James, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you all doing? Good. James, thanks for um, joining us and, and hopping in on this conversation. You know, when Britt was telling us his story i know it wasn't the easiest thing to do so in advance i just want to thank you for saying um you know thank you for your vulnerability because it's not easy like i said earlier you know the, the mission of this podcast is to change and or save a life so through your your openness and your transparency we hope and we pray that you know we can save a life so again just thank you in advance for just you know for being open almost definitely Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I look forward to answering your questions and hopefully I can help somebody. So I, I just kind of want to start off. How long have you been sober? I've been in recovery for 18 months now. Um, it's been a journey. It's not my first time, but it's definitely probably been the longest time. Um, and so it's definitely a process, but it's no easy feat. How has that process, like you said, it hasn't been an easy process. Um, you know, what does that process look like over the last 18 months? I had to get back in touch with therapists and doctors and other things because when I was, um, when I chose to get sober again, I was withdrawing from many substances. And so um, just my mental health was in a very, it was in a very poor place and I was struggling a lot. Um, and, you know, my body was withdrawing from alcohol as well. And that's not an easy thing to do. Um, people can, depending on the severity of how much you drink and your addiction, you can actually die from alcohol withdrawal. And a lot of people don't understand that and the severity of that. Um, fortunately, I wasn't to that point, but it is a very hard thing to, um, to get yourself off of alcohol and to detox from it. James, if, if you mind me asking, if you feel comfortable answering, um, at what moment did you say to yourself that I, I, I have to get it together or I have to implement some tools for 
sustainability. Um, was there something that snapped for you? Was there a conversation? Was there an experience that you mind sharing? Um, well, I struggled with alcoholism for a long time. Um, in my 20s, I actually faced consequences of drinking and driving. Um, I actually ended up going to jail for a year um, after a series of DUIs. And, um, and that was an eye-opening experience. And even after I got out, I still struggled a bit, but I didn't struggle as bad as I did once I was in my 20s. Um, I struggled with other substances as well which didn't help the cause at all but um i saw my life deteriorating and i was losing relationships i was distancing myself from my family um i was struggling with work and other things and my life was actually just crumbling before my eyes and something in me just said like i'm i'm one i'm too old for this i don't come from this type of family like life and background and um it's just not what i wanted for myself and I, I wanted something more for myself and I wanted to be sober, you know, and I knew the only way I would actually accomplish anything that I want in life is to, to start getting sober and to be sober. And through your experience with struggling with this, what resources did you tap into to educate yourself about not only your affliction, but just how these substances affect our body? To start when I was early in my process of recovery, I mean, I'm still fairly new to it because I'm only 18 months in. But um, I, yeah, I initially started with doing a chemical dependency IOP, which an IOP is an intensive outpatient program. Um, and I started with that. And through that, I learned a lot about how drugs and alcohol affect your mind and your body and how they kind of latch onto your cells and just the harm that they do, how they create depression within you, um, or some of them... It, they really overuse your dopamine levels and other things. And so when you're withdrawing from them, you experience serious bouts of depression or, um, you know, people become bipolar and manic from it. And it's, uh, it's really hard, you know, and they don't understand why, but it's because their body isn't used to not having all those substances that they were abusing themselves with. And so it's kind of like, you know, their wires aren't all connected there and they're going kind of crazy because, they don't have the substances. And then after I did the chemical dependency IOP, I did another one on mental behavioral health. And so that helped me kind of like get more in tune with group therapy sessions. Um, it's also one of the things that I used in my program along with doing 12 step recovery programs like AA and NA, uh, things of that nature. And so I still attend those meetings regularly and they are a big part of my sobriety. Why is that? Why, why are those meetings so so big for you and for so many people? Um, they're very important because a lot of people who suffer from addiction problems um, and alcoholism, you know, it's either they're maybe masking something that they've experienced in life, a form of trauma, or they feel like they have this like terminal uniqueness that like other people aren't going through it, you know. And in the rooms of recovery and twelve step programs, you learn that you're not alone in this battle of life and whatever it is you may be going through, um, whether you went through like sexual abuse or physical abuse or, you know, just grew up with alcoholism in your family or anything, you know, maybe something traumatic happened in college. Um, and there are people of all walks of life who are in these rooms and it's a way for you to be connected to other people who actually understand, um, what it's like and who've been in that place in life, you know, and it gives you, 
the support system and a way to actually grasp spirituality and also to be able to discuss, um, you know, what it is that might draw you out of sobriety or anything else, you know, and there it's a, it's just overall, it's a great support system. I agree. In, in my experience dealing with substance abuse, going to AA meetings and a meetings, um, I think there's a power in being heard and seen. Um, and I think going back to the Dharma talk, being able to communicate, um, it's, it's, it's definitely a special power in that. It makes us feel that, yeah, we're not alone in this. Um, we're all in this very human experience. We're all, trying to deal with the traumas of childhood and life the best that we can with the resources that we were giving and hopefully through uh, the grace of the universe can simply show up for ourselves right because you know, i think maybe james you've been told this i know i have and i talked about it in another conversation is that at the end of the day we do have to show up for ourselves um if if we want to apply change i have a question james um brit you had mentioned earlier that this time of year, the holiday season can be very triggering for you. Um, and it was triggering when you were actually going through uh, your substance abuse cycle. So James, do you find this time of year triggering for you? Um, you know, with all the, the celebration and, and the quote unquote joy that's happening, is this a triggering time? Most definitely, um, especially because for many years I bartended. And so, you know, that was also a big part of my life and, um, and just, it was just part of my identity for many years. Um, and in recovery, it's interesting because they call this time the Bermuda Triangle. Like you have Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. And it's like, you got to make it through this season of those three things, you know? Um, and it's oftentimes, it's a lot of time problems when like people fall out of recovery around this time, because it is hard. You're going to be around family members who are drinking and outings. Um, Thanksgiving Eve is like one of the largest drinking nights out of the year, just socially. Um, and so, you know, on the new years, people go out and do all types of things and there's parties going on and it is, it's a very triggering time. And for a lot of that, like I worked and I was around people who were just drinking and I was part of you know, handing people the alcohol and my colleagues and I would drink and it was part of our lifestyle. And so it was definitely something that I had to learn to um, change and, and really to like go to a meeting before I go to a family outing or anything else, you know, try to give myself some support and something in my mind to say, okay, I can make it through this. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listen. To your heart. 
I'm Don Chaney, former NBA player and coach, and I have hereditary ATTRCM, or transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy, a life-threatening condition that can lead to heart failure. Let your heart speak to you. If you have been diagnosed with heart failure and you're still experiencing fatigue, the shortness of breath, or seemingly unrelated symptoms such as carpal tunnel syndrome, talk to your doctor. Listen with all your heart and soul. Early diagnosis is key. I'm here to testify to that. Download the doctor discussion guide to know what questions to ask your doctor at yourheartsmessage.com slash Don. Brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah, James, you said a lot of things are really, really important. One, the holiday season can be triggering for people. Um, it can uh, incentivize some of this harmful behavior. Um, and also, like you said, you know, the day after Christmas or the day after New Year's, like just the amount of people that are out and about, you know, again, this conversation is about national drunk and drug driving prevention. I'm not sure if you have any input on this, but or had any experience you know, being under in the influence while driving, but has any of that been a part of your experience? Like any negative experiences with DUIs or conversations that you want to bring up and just talk about and discuss? Yeah, I've actually, I've actually been on the both sides of it. Um, I've experienced getting DUIs and I was also in a car that was hit by a drunk driver. It was a hit and run with my friends and I in it. And the guy rolled us into the woods and we landed upside down. Wow. Um, and it was a crazy experience, you know, and until this day, like the guy was never caught. He kept going. I mean, part of the front of his truck had to be missing the way he hit us. Um, what you think he hit you and kept going? He kept going. So you never found out who this guy was? Or wow. Nope. Yeah. It was a crazy experience. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a very eye opening, you know, when you're it's a near-death experience and when that happens to you it's just it's scary you know fortunately um in my dui incidents like i didn't hit another car or a pole or wrap myself around anything um granted i did suffer consequences and there were bad things that happened but I, fortunately i didn't kill anyone you know we're grateful to have you here man yeah just you know 32 people in the united states die of drunk driving a day um, so it's, it's definitely a huge issue. And again, holiday seasons, it's, it's, it's much worse during this time period. James, for anybody, for any of the 365ers um, that are listening right now, um, and maybe they're going through substance abuse, um, or maybe they're trying to get into a program, but they don't know what to do or how to do it. You're 18 months in. Congratulations on that. That is huge. And we don't want to discount that at all at any rate. So, you know, congratulations. But, you know, what bit of advice would you give that person who may be in the shoes that you were in or who's kind of on that brink of saying, you know what, hey, I want to do this. Like, I want to go get help, but I just I don't know if I should. I don't know if this is the right time. Um, one, there's never a bad time to get help or to seek out help. If you feel that you have a problem, if you feel that substance abuse of any form is starting to take control of your life, um, you know, it's, it's never a bad thing to reach for help. And you can either go to your family, you can have to ask your healthcare provider, or if you don't feel comfortable doing that, you can always do research for yourself and go on Google 
Um, you can go on SAMHSA, the website. Um, that's an organization for uh, substance abuse issues. Or you can check out like the AA website. And they actually, you can find meetings in your local area. Um, and they have uh, chapters that are everywhere, like clubhouses all over throughout the states. It's actually an international thing. You can go to other countries and do it as well. Um, but there's never a bad time. And if like you need to talk to a friend, talk to anybody, your therapist, because it will save your life. You know, there's only a few places to go when you're caught in the life of addiction. And those places are institutions, whether it be the psych ward or a jail, um, or you'll end up on the streets or you're going to end up dead. And, you know, those aren't places that you really want to be. That's really great advice. That's really great advice. James, um, in, in my journey from um, addiction, I, I found new behaviors that gave me empowerment and strength. W what are some things that has been keeping you going? Um, a few things that have kept me going. Uh, well, one, they say to cut out people, places, and things. You know, that's a big one. Um, you can't go to the places with the same people where you know all the things are going to be. Um, another thing is like, you have to start to surround yourself with like-minded people, you know, um, spirituality is a big helper. I know in 12 step programs, they speak of spirituality. That is however you want to create that, whether you want to follow God, it'd be the universe or anything. There has to be something that's above yourself that can help you, or at least above your addiction that can help you, you know? And, um, you know, just reading, reading different material. For me, sometimes I read my Bible. Other times I just read like maybe a self-help book or uh, something, daily affirmations, anything of that nature, you know, something to help me like in therapy. You know, I do all types of things that I just try to keep myself focused and um, occupy myself with healthier activities, going to the gym or, you know, going on outings with people from my meetings, like they call it fellowshipping. Um, and those are things that really help you. It gives you a different sense of community and helps you bond with other people who are like-minded. That sounds amazing. It seems like you have developed a, just this raw level of intentionality about how you live your life. And that's, I got to commend you for that, brother. Yeah, that's, um, that's dope. And those are things that honestly, anybody could use, especially if you're trying to, you know, pivot or make a turn in your life. Um, so I love those, the practical things that any and everybody can do, um, because sometimes we hear things and it's just kind of high level and can't nobody do it, but they're, but those were all very practical. So thank you for sharing those. Um, James, if we, if I know somebody who is dealing with substance abuse, how can I be of support? I personally have never dealt with it. Um, but if I know somebody and if a 365 or knows somebody and they're trying to figure out how they can play a role in helping that person get help what would be your suggestion or advice as far as like what they could do um something you could start to do is go to what's called al-anon meetings and al-anon um they're meetings for people who may not have a substance abuse issue themselves but have a family member or a friend who have them and they kind of give you a structure and a way to you know, maybe talk to those people or how to, you know, just deal with them in a way that 
you know, maybe you typically wouldn't understand. It gives you a whole set of tools of what it's like to be, you know, since you're living with that person or it's one of your close friends, um, how to really handle that person and engage with them. You know, um, I would say that's a great tool. Um, also, maybe sometimes like just listen to them, ask them what they're going through. You know, that's a big thing. Sometimes people who are, you know, they have addiction problems, they just need to be heard. And everybody wants to be seen and be heard at a time. And, you know, ears are sometimes better than saying anything to them than a mouth, you know. And we can't resolve everyone's issues, but sometimes listening to the issue, you can see yourself in a direction of being able to be of use and service to them. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I think that should be the What's Your 365. We talked about this in the um the mental health holiday uh episode that we recently did about uh you know sometimes just being an open ear and and, and Britt I commended you for doing this for me um is one just asking me how I was doing and allowing me to you know just kind of talk without judgment just listening um so it, it's very and I'm not going to say it's interesting but um it's interesting that you know, that's the same thing that James just said when it comes to, you know, substance abuse is, you know, sometimes, and I think that's a reoccurring thing that we've heard, sometimes people just need to be heard and they just need somebody to listen to them. So, you know, I think that's just, you know, really quick, what's your 365 that I wanted to point out? Britt, it's on you now. No, yeah, I think that's one side of that as well. There's another side too on someone who may be listening to this struggling with these issues is that there are people that genuinely care about you. And I encourage you to, it's, it's easier said than done, but get out of your own way and listen um, without taking it personal. And I know it's going to feel personal. And I've said this in multiple podcasts, quoting my favorite, one of my favorite rappers, Nipsey Hussle. When you are in that position, because uh, when you're dealing with substance abuse, at least for me, I felt like my ribs were touching uh, my skin. I didn't have a really big sense of morality. I was extremely selfish. I only thought about myself and the immediate world around me. And then anyone that said something to me felt like an attack, even though they had genuinely came from a good place. So if you are struggling with this in any way, shape or form, look, we all are trying to deal with life the best we can. And it's nothing against you at all that you are struggling with this. You are a strong person. You are valid. You are empowerful. You are full. You are complete. It's okay to get help. It's okay to listen. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's my What's Your 365 
just listen to someone that, you know, people care about you. People really care about you. You don't have to think that you're completely alone in this world. Yeah, completely agree. James, thank you so much again for just popping on here. And like I said, being vulnerable and really talking about your experience um, in your life. Um, my hope and my prayer is that, you know, through your experience that we are able to save a life. That is literally, you know, one of the missions. And I said this earlier, it's a mission of ours is to change lives and save and save lives. And, and I pray that's something that has happened tonight through you. So thank you. And again, congratulations on 18 months. Like that is no short of great. So congratulations there as well. Most definitely. Thank you very much. And I'm happy that I could be here to help and um, just spread the word a little bit, you know? Yeah, we definitely appreciate you. Um, 365ers. Um, wow. We are here at the end of the year. I cannot believe it. Um, this has been a challenging year, but we have been able to do this thing together. Through the Black Health 365 podcast, we have had some good moments. We have had some sad moments. We have had some uplifting moments. We've had a little bit of everything, but that's a part of the journey. Um, and that's a part of life. That's how we do life together. And that's how we get whole and well together. So to my co-host, Brits, thank you for popping on here every week and doing this thing with me. Absolutely, Jackie. It's just it's this conversation, this podcast just gives such power to the concept of narrative that everyone has a powerful narrative. There's so much wisdom that can be spread and expressed through communication. Going back to that Dharma. And it's been a pleasure to have these conversations with you. It's been a pleasure to have these guests on here and hear about their stories. And again, as you said, uh, my only hope is that we can save a life. My only hope is that this inspires someone else. Maybe they want to start their own podcast listening to this, you know? So um, this has been an incredible time. Yeah, it has. Um, 365ers, um, you know, the holidays is here. So just because we're going to take a little brief stretch and shaker does not mean that we want the conversations to stop. No, we want the conversations to continue to happen. So if there's anything that you want us to talk about, address, get into, um, let us know on Instagram, Black Health 365. That's where you can find us. Slide in those DMs. Let us know. Um, you know, a new year is coming. There are new things that we need to discuss and new things that we need to talk about. And we want to know what they are. So again, I pray that this podcast has changed somebody's life in 2022. And I pray we'll be doing the same thing. And I know we'll be doing the same thing in 2023. So with that being said, I am Jackie Page. My name is Britt Daniels. It's been a pleasure. Move in peace and maintain peace namaste and love black health 365 is an urban one and reach media production hosted by jackie page and Britt daniels created by samuel tatum and laura lopez executive produced by Brittany jackson and kadisha campbell editing and production jahi whitehead sales and corporate sponsorship patty johnson